up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Big and Blizz podcast, episode 17 to be exact. Uh, we're your host, Big Mike, and I'm your boy, Blizzy, and we're going to get right into it. Uh, Big Mike has it all jotted down on his end, but last uh, week, episode 16, if you're, you know, returning listeners or viewers, whatever, um, we gave our picks for week two of this NFL season and who we thought was going to win and lose. So Big Mike's going to take over and let you know, you know who got who, who got right and wrong and who won this, you know, last week. Go ahead, Big Mike. So um, after tallying it up, um, and this doesn't count the Thursday game, obviously, because it was already. Yeah, we record on Thursdays usually. Um, so I went eleven and four. And I was wrong about the. Oh crap! Um, so I was wrong. I picked the Lions to beat the Packers. Uh, we both picked the Hawks to beat the Titans. We both picked the Chiefs to beat the Ravens, and then. Um, There's another one. So you went eleven four, and I went ten and five. Right? You edged yeah. me out by one. And you know what's fucked up is I think that one or one of them, the one of the ones that we, you know, bet against each other, I even said, well, I'll pick opposite of you because we have to have. Oh, Saints Panthers. That was my other loss. Okay. Well, you know what I'm saying, though? I was I even mentioned last week during the picks, you pick whoever and I'll pick against you because it was a toss. That was the Patriots-Jets game, I believe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, though? Because we have to have a tiebreaker or whatnot. And, yeah, fuck you. You won. Anyways. Yeah, so, and then, um, obviously, um, you had the Hawks game that you were wrong, the Patriots game, the Bills game, um, the Saints game. And one more, right? I have five wrong? I was ten of five? Yeah. It was one that we were both wrong on. I I don't... I don't <clears throat> so, yeah, so ten and five. Yeah, either way, you edged me out by one, which yeah. Hey, uh, so congratulations. We we went through so we could pick next week's, and so um, Panthers Texans played today, and both of us were in conjunction. We had, we had already picked the Panthers. We went so. with the Panthers, obviously. Nobody, if you pick the Texans to win tonight. With their third-string quarterback. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows Deshaun Watson's out because of, you know, alleged sexual assault on uh, masseurs, massage therapists, whatever. Um, And then Tyrod Taylor was was the starter? Yeah, he's hurt. Okay, and he got got injured. So what's the the Miles Davis? Is that the third Miles Davis, I believe, is his name. Why does that sound like an old, like, 1930s blues blues singer to me? That's the, oh, jazz, okay. I'm pretty See? sure it's an old See, okay, jazz name. Okay, so I was I, w- I thought I was tripping. I was like, why does that sound like an old blues or, or yeah. jazz? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Miles Davis is an old jazz guy. But this Miles Davis that we're speaking of is a rookie quarterback for the Texans who was, you know, like second string, I guess, because Deshaun was never first string this season. If he was, he would have been third string. But due to Deshaun being um, benched or put out, I guess, and then Tyrod Taylor getting injured, Miles Davis had to take over. And Big Mike was telling me earlier, I didn't know this, that the coach is over there. Sorry, it's Davis Mills, not Miles Davis. Davis Mills. Just Google Miles Davis and see what Miles Davis, yeah, I looked it up. He is a a blues singer. Okay. A blues or jazz singer. Gotcha, okay. But Big Mike was informing me earlier that coaches uh, for, for the Texans, 
were even saying that they didn't feel that this kid was ready to start. But, hey, you have to be. He got thrown in the lion's den, huh? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is literally you could. I watched um, some analyst or something say you could literally probably ask any person, any scout in the league, and they'll tell you this kid ain't ready. Gotcha. They said he potent, He shows potential of being yeah. down the road, yeah, kind of just, like sit behind a guy, learn some things, be a decent quarterback. He got drafted in a real shitty situation. And he just got thrown in. Um, so so that this doesn't happen where we have to like talk about Thursday's game after the fact or while it's going, we're just going to give our picks for next Thursday. Yeah, it brings us back to the pick of tonight yeah. that we were in conjunction that it was going to be Panthers over Texans and the Panthers did end up winning 26 to 9 something. They, they yeah. it, it was it was 20 something is some single digit number. Yeah. But sorry, go ahead Big Mike. So for Chargers versus Chiefs, we both took Chiefs. Yeah. Um even though they were upset by the Ravens, which but Ravens, you know, the Ravens are a better team yeah, than the Chargers. I I agree. I agree. Um, and then Cardinals versus Jags. We both took cards, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, Chandler Jones, Kyler Murray. I mean, um, what's um, oh JJ Watts on the team too? Yeah, but he's really. He's I know. Just, what he's I was just saying like, the oh the fuck uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, and uh, and the Jags are just looking bad. Yeah, they are. And Urban, Urban Meyer. Fuck. Well, Urban Meyer even told the Broncos coach. Yeah, it's like, tough. after the game, right? Go yeah, ahead. after the game. Up. Vic Vangio had said for the, I had never for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I had never met Urban Meyer before until the game, and before the game they shook hands, and then um, after the game, obviously they shook hands again to say their piece, whatever. And I guess Urban Meyer told Vic Fangio, um, like preparing for NFL games is like in college preparing for Alabama every week because you have to prepare. Like, you're playing the best of the best every week. And he's not wrong. I mean, that's why... Yeah. Like, that's Alabama is the pinnacle of college football. And that's like, we always say, like, there's college players who come in and the game's just too fast and too hard for them, and yeah. they just flop. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about, yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. And, and even the shittiest team in the NFL could, for the most part, Dog walk the majority of college teams. Yeah, I'm saying majority, Alabama would probably stand toe to toe with the you know the, the halfway decent. Yeah, the Jags. Yeah, the Jets. They probably <laughs> they probably spank them. They'd probably spank them. But I'm saying they'd stand toes with you know some some of the mediocre teams in the league for the NFL. Like Bama produces some fucking monsters. Oh yeah. So and then so. Uh, Bears versus Browns. The Browns have been doing good, so we yeah. both pick Browns. Yeah. Um, and they, the way they put the points up on Kansas City, they, they said that Kansas that was the first time Kansas City hasn't led. Like, I, I can't remember the, the, the stat they threw out there, but Kansas City has never not led the game. Um, or some, I don't know. You, people can research. It was week two, it, it, or it was uh, week one against the Browns. But... You know the Browns came out quick and they came looked out like they were going to the fucking mouth. dog walk them, and then obviously that the Browns punter, didn't finish. We talked about that last week. Yeah. The puncher couldn't find his helmet and then fumbled the the snap and then ended up getting sacked. But that was a big part of it. But it is what it is. Football. And then uh, any given Sunday, Washington football team versus the Bills. The Bills are going to dog walk the Washington football team. Um, Colts versus Titans. We both we both went with Titans. Um, 
And I, I personally went with them kind of based on their play against Seattle. Absolutely. Because before that, I didn't know that they could hang with the big dogs, and they're yeah. hanging. They, Derek, I mean, they ended Derek up beating Henry. Seattle in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was then, on the back of Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick, I mean. He's a monster. He's something different. Um, and then, so Saints versus Patriots. This is the first one we disagree on. You went with Saints, and I'm going with Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, in reality, that game could go either way. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking of Winston with his... Is uh, LASIK. He didn't do so hot this weekend. I know, but he did amazing the first week, but we'll see. Um, and then Falcons versus Giants. We both went with Falcons. That's... That's um, a fucking shit show. Yeah, that game is not going to be great. Um, Bengals versus Steelers. We both went with Steelers. The Bengals are just down super bad. Yeah. Like and Joe, Burrow, been. Joe Burrow is back, though, right? From what I saw, he should be playing, yeah. Should be. Hey, shout out to Joe Burrow. Um, and then Ravens versus Lions. We both obviously went with the Ravens. That's, a, yeah. that's a no-brainer. That's a gimme. Um, and but like you said, any given Sunday. Any, so yeah. one million percent. If but if they lose to the Lions, hey, yeah. them Ravens fans are gonna be big mad. Right. Um, Jets versus Broncos. We both went with Broncos because the Jets. Teddy, are, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he's doing good. Yeah. Uh, and then Dolphins versus Raiders. We both went with Raiders. Raiders are looking sharp. Well, uh, and then shit. honestly, with with Tua injured, that just that's just well, one more nail in the coffin. Yeah, like, exactly. But I would say even if Tua was completely healthy, I still would have picked the Raiders to win. Derek Carr is fucking putting up number. Like holy shit, the Raiders look like some. I mean, it's only gonna be. It's only week two. Week two just ended. Actually, yeah. week three starting. But the fucking Raiders look like contenders as of now. And they have hell of injuries. Hell of injuries that should be crippling them. But they're pulling out wins, you know? Yeah. And then um, Bucks versus Rams. You took the Rams and I took the Bucks. I just want to see an upset. And we have to we have to disagree on that at least a couple. Um, then Hawks versus Vikings. We both took the Hawks. I just the Vikings just don't seem like they're doing much. Yeah. Um Pack versus 49ers. We both took the Packers. And even if I thought it was evenly matched, I want to see the 49ers lose every fucking day of my life. So that's what I'd go with anyways. Yeah, just stop that quest for six now. <laughs> um, and then Cowboys versus Eagles. We both took Cowboys. Cowboys fan diehard over here. Um, yeah, I just... The Cowboys are... I think the Cowboys are playing on a different level. Some of their the best football they've ever like, played in a long time. Um, and then Jags versus Bengals, which is next Thursday's game. So we, it's technically week four. Yeah, because we, we, I was thinking about that. We met, we picked the Bengals game in... Yeah, Bengals-Steelers. Okay, yeah. So next Thursday, because we record Thursday nights, while we when we're recording or prepping to record, the game's already going. So we wouldn't be able to give you our picks with, you know, at, ahead of time. Ahead of time, yeah. So, uh, Jags, Bengals. I went Jags, you went Bengals. It's a shit show of a game. But, again, we did that one to have competition. The only reason we picked separately. We, I, I told you, take your pick, and I'm going to pick opposite. Yeah. Because, to me, they're evenly, they're the same turds, the same turd, this, in, in, or they're two of the same turds in one toilet, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. Trash. So we had to bet against each other. Like, they're bad, bro. It's... Um... We mentioned Savage Derrick Henry, right? Yes. Oh, my God. The and, King, what, King Henry? Yeah. So, um... This is an awesome story, guys. 
Um, so Derrick Henry, obviously everybody knows how much of a stud he is. He held the record in Florida for most rushing touchdowns in a high school game. In one game, mind you. 502 yards. You said touchdowns, but yeah, yards. You said oh, the most touchdowns I? at first. Oh, yeah. most rushing yards in 502. That's ridiculous. Which was set in 2012 and it was just broke last Friday um, by a kid from Baker High School. His name is Caleb Wagner and he broke the record not just by a little bit. 535. So by over 30 yards. Yeah, 33 yards. Yeah. And six touchdowns. That's Um, Mind you, I didn't Actually, so the article says 535. I didn't see this earlier when I was looking at it. Overtime reported on their Twitter that it was 542 on 25 carries. What the fuck? In six touchdowns. So what's that average out to? Henry, hang on. Henry did 502 on 45 carries. So they they didn't have a quarterback. And six they touchdowns. Just, they just had a dude standing there taking the height and snap. And Shit, they just direct snapped that. Yeah, right. Again, right. Probably. Wildcat. But I'm just saying, 25 carries? Like, that... Oh, my... Big Mike's doing the math right now to get the average on that. And six touchdowns? That's but, 21 yard, 21.68 yards a carry. Jesus Christ. And if you're running 4.3 yards a carry in the NFL, you're, like, upper echelon. That's nuts. Oh, yeah. No, that's... But that's not even the, the craziest thing about that that kid, though, right? And, well, and Derek, so with Derrick Henry's, I did the math on it real fast. He was at 11.22222. This kid more than doubled. Yeah. That's they had the same amount of touchdowns. So, I don't know That's that. weird. Did this guy just pull up at the one and take a knee every time, run out of bounds? <laughs> like, I don't know. Couldn't, he could just couldn't break the pylons. But, but tell, tell him the crazy part of this. this. This kid was born without his left hand and part of his left forearm. So he only has, like, just past his left elbow. Like three quarters of an arm kind of thing? Yeah. A little over half. And so he went out there and balled out. That's wild. Like, you can't even, like, stiff arm in that. I mean, you. by the time, if you have that short of an arm or, you know, half an arm, you got a stiff arm enough to, to, to wrap you up. So, like, he is he a big kid? Like, he, how do you just mow? Did he mow them down? So the one clip that Overtime shared, it's like a 12-second clip on their Twitter, he ran up the gut, broke out, and it's like a over a 50-yard run. He's fast as fuck, boy. Like fast as fuck, boy. Well, and that's the thing speed. is, and like if you're thinking about it, like there's a lot of disadvantages. Like he so can't put him, his he can't put his arm down the dirt if he goes to if he's getting knocked down. I mean, you can, but by that time you'd almost you'd probably be down. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm speculating. I'm not. I'm not making fun of this kid or anything. No, like this kid that. balling out. Yeah. Man. No. One moment I'd look to like, salute to you. Well, they're not. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Kaleeb Wagner. It's K-A-Y-L-E-B. Either way, shout out to this Wagner kid. Like, uh, yeah, salute, but, bro. Well, I'm just, and it's one of those things, like, I'm a curious person. Like, so you can't really cover the ball. Yeah. You kind of can with yeah. it. I, and I don't, like I said, I it's haven't speculation. seen. speculation. I haven't seen exactly how short his arm is. Uh, but it's going to, it gives him that disadvantage to catch. Yes, but true. we've seen we've seen um, Griffin get yeah, a pick she, she, in the NFL. Yeah. 
she with came. his with his missing hand. Yeah. So we know it's possible to catch. Yeah, I mean, you've seen people catch one-handed, you know? Yeah, so, but for this kid to beat it by 40 yards, if overtime's correct. stats are correct, on 20 less carries? Yeah, averaging double yards after like you know, per carry. And then the crazy thing is, uh, Derrick Henry reached out to kid on Instagram, and they talked back and forth for a little bit, and Derrick Henry's sending him a signed pair of cleats, and a game-worn set of gloves. That's fucked up. That's hey, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Should have just sent him one glove, bro. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. Um, yeah. No. So respect. Like, there's some people that won't even try to play sports like that. Like when you have those kind of setbacks early on in life, and this kid's out here, dom dog walking, dominating. Absolutely. But um, oh. That, how are you transitioning? Because I was going to say, since you're talking about overtime. Oh, with their... Uh, I mean, if you want to transition that way, or if you want to if you want to say NFL, that's up to you. No, we can transition into that real fast. The, so, so overtime, that Big Big Mike was reporting... that was, Well, Big Mike was mentioning that reported. Overtime is a YouTube page. And they're almost like a max preps now, aren't they? In a similar, in a yeah. sense. Where they, go, they actually sponsor... They, if you go on YouTube, they do whole documentaries on football teams, like weekly segments, and it's like a movie each fucking week. Overtime yeah. is the shit. They they document these high school players and have whole series on them, and now these it, some of them are getting in the NFL, the, like the rookie season and shit. Like they see they know true talent. But oh yeah, I'm gonna kick that back to Big Mike. To I just wanted to lay the the groundwork, you know, the foundation of what overtime is, but. It's so much more now. Yeah, it's like a huge media for different, not even just football, but basketball, football. They sponsor, there's a, a teenage uh, African-American NASCAR driver in uh, from Georgia. He's a, like, he's a semi, I don't know how NASCAR works. It's like semi-pro where he, you know, you buy your own car. It's, it's, it's paved track and he, they actually did a whole series on him I watched and they actually, actually sponsored him, bought him a car and then they got him an endorsement with um, Old Spice and uh, some sponsors. Oh, okay, that's dope. And now he's like he's doing it, doing it. Now he has a car that he can compete with because when his him and his parents they he was mowing yards each summer to gain money to be able to fix his his uh, his track car. Yeah. His, his nas his not NASCAR. It's an oval track car. Yeah. And then he got that overtime show and and it, they were they were going through the struggles and the racism and all all these down south, like southern, southern country-ass yeah. tracks. And Bubba Wallace at one of them was the only other African-American to win at this track, and he ended up doing it on the series. And the N-word was, had been flying, Confederate, they had Confederate flag night, all this stuff. But Overtime came in, sponsored him, and then got him an endorsement with Old Spice and this, that, and the third, to where his car was paid for. They wrapped it this crazy, like, eccentric rap on it you know and then uh they pay for all his shit when it breaks yeah so but overtime is is the shit yeah and like i remember when they like started like i feel like not that long ago they were just like youtube and like yeah that's all they that's what they started at that's what they were just youtube channel that documented uh high school sports and now like it's blowing up and so they've decided to start their own league right well, I wouldn't even call... I don't know if it's a league. It's called Overtime Elite. Yeah. 
Um, and oh, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. The well, school, everything. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm like, because they're not like to me when you picture a league. Yeah, yeah. It's like the MLB where they only play against each other, and it's just the sports aspect of it. Yeah, and so I don't know if they, yeah, I don't know if they refer to it as a league or whatever, but it's called Overtime Elite. They're taking 24 of the best, some of the best high school basketball players, um, and they will be paid like 16, 17 year olds, right? Yeah. And um, they're going to put three teams of eight together. These guys will play against each other, mm-hmm. but also play against other high schools. Yeah, the best of the best. Um, and on top of this, um, during the... Because people are like, well, what about school? What about school? But they get paid up to 100000 a, a season, right? No, that... So, so what I was going to say with the teachers, sorry, sorry, it's a one-to-four ratio. So, for every four kids... There's only there's one teacher, which is crazy because public schooling is one teacher to 30, 35 kids. Yeah, and so, and then once you get through this, some of their like curriculum has centers around like being able to manage your money and like real life shit. The media media training, media so training. They're training these kids to go pro, and and if and it's, so this this is the hundred thousand thing you were talking about. If they decide to go to college, over time. Is we'll put a hundred thousand dollars towards their college. Their tuition, but how much do they get paid? Because it getting said paid. six figures. See, that's what I'm saying. So like a hundred grand. Yeah. So I don't know if there if this the article I read is counting the hundred thousand towards college as their six figures. I wouldn't think that. Or if they said getting, if they decide to go to college, they'd put a hundred thousand. Yeah. Because they said they're getting paid either way. So I would figure that. They're getting paid. Well, didn't it say up to six figures? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's, it's they, wishy-washy. It's it, kind of hard. I don't know exactly how much, but these guys are out there like trying to sign um, these bigger name school or these bigger name kids so they can play. Um, and then groom them essentially. Um, and so they do. It, it, they do refer to it as a basketball league. Um, and they, they're building this huge compound. Like, I don't know if compounds are over. This huge, like, gymnasium, school, like... Well, did it say the, the investors already are Drake and... Drake, Kevin Durant. Yep. Um, was it Westbrook? Trey Young. Trey Young. There were some big fucking names with a big bag money. Damian Lillard might have been one of them. I think so. They but yeah, some, they, they've got some backers. That are putting down uh, probably a couple million each. Their return is going to be pretty big too, obviously. Yeah. So, and uh, as I'm reading part of this, a different article, they're having NBA experts in nutrition, fitness, and sports science that have been around the league for 30 years and have served as directors of sports performances for different NBA teams. So, dude, shout out to Overtime. And if you look them up on, on YouTube... Their channel's overtime season. It's overtime, S Z N, and they put out some fucking amazing content. Well, this is crazy. I didn't know this. So the CEO and co-founder of Overtime was former president at Teach for America, oh, and sure. he said the most powerful force in education, which everyone strives for, is personalized education because we all learn differently. Yeah, uh, one million percent. I'm a hands-on so, learner. So this. This, because you know, you, you see, see what's happening with Bishop Sycamore, where they're, 
where like the education was kind of not a big focus for them. It was all yeah. Um, to see that one, not only is education a big deal to the CEO and co-founder of Overtime, mm-hmm. but he literally worked for a co- like was president of a company that focused on teaching education. Yeah. and education. That was a co-founder, right? He was he no he's the co-founder of Overtime. He was the president of Teach for America. So, but what I'm saying, who's the other? So if he's so Overtime, he's a co-founder of Overtime when it started. Then, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Because I was saying, so who's the other co-founder? Is he's more sports sided? If this one's education sided, well, I don't know. Because um, Overtime, the the YouTube channel really focused on high school football. They had the prime uh, the about Deion Sanders coaching in Texas, the high yeah. school, and all that. He said, I'll look to leverage my network, and we're already in conversations with dynamic school principals, principals that are very hands-on, and also individual tutors. Hopefully it's not hands-on like the Catholic Church. (laughs) Who have the strongest academic backgrounds we can find, but also appreciate and are interested in everything our athletes are going through. Each athlete is guaranteed a minimum of... Salary of a hundred thousand dollars. There you go. Plus bonuses. Damn. And equity in overtime. The company. Shut the fuck up. They'll receive during their time. Will receive full health care. Damn. And disability insurance. <laughs> and they're also on top. So they're getting paid, and then on top of. And getting their health care paid. Overtime is guaranteed. Guaranteeing a payment of up to a hundred thousand dollars in their college tuition, should they decide to not go pro and go to college. Damn, and they're getting sh- sh- stock in their company. Mm-hmm. So I want. So or, I wonder how like Drake and KD and Trey Young and whoever is going to make their money back. Like they're putting all this money out. This compound has to be built. So are they delegating sponsors? Oh, so here's here's their sponsors. Investors include, so in 2016, Overtime has, founded in 2016, Overtime has raised more than $60 million in funding since Jesus. then. Jesus, H. Dicks. Boasted, boasting more than 40 million followers across seven different platforms. Yeah. Um, the investors include Anderson Horowitz, don't know, Sapphire Sport, Spark Capital, Graycroft Ventures, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony's Mellow 7 That's tech dope. funding, and the late commissioner David Stern. Oh, shit. And then some other ones. Um, so, Mellow, Carmelo David, Anthony. RIP to David Stern, by the way. But yeah. yeah, Carmelo Anthony, Jay Williams. Um, I don't know who Dan Porter. Oh, does Dan, Dan Porter's the co founder? Gotcha. Um, Zach Weiner and Aaron Ryan are on the board of directors. So, I mean, they have NBA players on the yeah. board of directors. Yeah. Um, so they know what they're doing. They're doing it big. This is not going to, and no disrespect to Big Baller brand, this isn't oh, yeah. going to flop like that. No, no. Big Baller tried. They, it, he really. He, he didn't have, tried. the thing is, these guys. He, the back, he didn't have the backing. That's the thing is, his idea Amazing. The was JBL. Good. Yeah. The problem is these guys over time have built a huge foundation since twenty sixteen. Yeah. And now and like we're saying, this right now this year, the for their first season, it's only gonna be twenty four players. 
Yeah, it'll, three it'll, teams of eight. It'll probably get bigger. And who says if it doesn't do well in a couple years, they say, "Hey, let's add a fourth team." Yeah. Or a fifth team. Yeah. You know what I mean? JBL just had this grand idea, and they went from zero it's to a hundred. To a yeah. hundred, and they it was like they. You should have just maybe put a couple teams together and did your thing. You yeah. know what I mean, type of thing. But. They had also what hurt, also hurt, third. also what hurt the JBL is, because they didn't focus on high school. Like this is high school. Yeah. JBL tried to focus on those kids that didn't want to go to college, like junior college kind of shit. And the G League kind of fucked them. Yeah. Because the G League's like, okay. Yeah, that was the first year G League started paying like. So now they, you can take the G League shit. route yeah. instead of going to college. You can go play in the G League. And then going to the draft. Yeah. And so the JBL was a good idea, but the, the overhanging NBA said, hey. G, the NBA stole their shit and implemented yeah. it. And who knows? I mean, maybe the NBA has had this coming down the pipeline for years. Probably not, but yeah, could be. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so for these guys, um, the. Um, they, oh, this first year will only focus on the elite boy prospects, but Weiner and Porter confirmed that they want to expand it into a girls, too. That's dope. To fast-track girls into the NBA. That's dope. Um, uh, Overtime wants to shape the broadcast, fans' engagement, the in-venue experiences. To So, they, they really trying to... Yeah, branch out and do big things. And the I feel like... If this starts to blow up, and we, and this is, it's a slippery slope yeah. now that name, image, likeness, high schoolers can make money, and the NCAA is getting fucked over, like not fucked over, they're getting, they're, they're getting pushed out as they should have never been involved, little by little each year now, starting last year. Well, and I saw, I just recently saw as we were scrolling through, and I should have popped it up, the NCAA just changed its like head person. To, oh, I'm gonna have to look it up, um, but they changed it, uh, and so hope they're hoping this guy can like come in and fix shit. Yeah. Well, he's gonna be like the fucking guru of, um, the, like rule maker. Like the NCAA is fucking ass. Oh yeah, no, it's bad. It's um, all about themselves, making themselves money. All whites. Yeah, and so he, um, I'll have to look it up and figure it out. Um, But yeah, so he literally, they're supposed to be the savior of the NCAA because like it's going, it's been going down a bad path. Yeah. Everybody hates the NCAA, unless you're the executives of the NCAA and you're getting kickbacks from fucking punishing people for nothing, then you, you hate them, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, they're fucking... They're garbage. They're fucking garbage. Yeah, no, it's bad. But, yeah. Shout out to Overtime Season, Overtime, whatever, like... Overtime Elite. I'm going to be watching these Yes, yes. I'm going to tune in. And once that shit starts, you get weekly reports from us on it, too. But, uh... Yeah, they haven't... I would assume they'd be starting soon, since... Well, no, because it's still football season in high school, technically. So, uh, their season should probably start, like... November, December, January-ish, depending on... I don't know 
Mm-hmm. Um, How much region does it? Yeah, I don't know. What, I honestly don't. And they didn't say where they were this compound or facility. It's, that's a better word. They said it's being built, so it's not, probably not even built yet. So it might not even happen. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know where they're based out of. Atlanta. Is that what it's Yeah, it said when you were reading the shit earlier to me, you said you read that it was that it was based out of Atlanta. So, yeah, so but either way they've got like some big uh, probably like a fucking fifty million dollar building they're building that they're Oh building. the the, 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 the mock up of it? Yeah. Looked wild. Like some NBA shit on steroids. Oh facts, like like high end NBA, not yeah. not like like some yeah, big big, you know. But it looked literally. It looked like it could be like, like Duke campus level, like top tier Division or, One basketball. Yeah, Kentucky shit. Duke shit. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, are we pushing through that or what are we doing? Yeah, no, that's uh, we can probably step back into the because we we branched out because we brought up overtime. Yeah. Um. Go back into some NFL stuff. Well, hold on, not... No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll try to figure something out. Go ahead. Um, so, there's a couple things coming out of Buck's camp. One, Tom Brady's longtime trainer and co-founder, Alex Guerrero, took shots at Belichick, saying that yeah. Belichick never evolved during Brady's career in New England, and is pretty much saying that Belichick is so big-headed, egotistical, that he treated Tom Brady as if it was Tom Brady at 20 years old just getting drafted. Yeah, like he was a rookie. Instead of... For 20 seasons almost. Yeah, and instead of being treated differently, because once... Yeah, you get veteran status. Peyton, his first year, there's... Excuse me. The coach didn't say, hey, you can call plays. Yeah. But it got to a point where they say... Hey, we're going to call in three plays. You do you. Yeah. And they kick back. Yeah. Well, didn't you say last... I think we I think you, we talked about it last week. If not, me and you did. About Tom Brady when he played last week. Yeah, he looked at the sideline and shook his head no. Yeah, when the coach and called him to his play. Wrist. Yeah, the coach, Bruce Arians, or, or offensive wow. coordinator, called him to play. And he looked at him and told him, nah, fuck you. Looked at his wrist and called the play like he was a coach but he he's been he's built that he's gotten there you know? well that's the thing is i remember um bruce arians because someone had asked a question about how he was going to handle tom brady or something like that um and he had said something along the lines like i'm just gonna let tom do what tom does yeah. like, even before like tom had officially like Played yeah. a game for the Buccaneers. Probably even started training camp. He literally said, "I'm just gonna let do Tom do what Tom does." Like, yeah, he's he's earned it. Belichick, if he Belichick called him play, like Tom Brady seemed like a beaten child in in in. Uh, if if New if England. Belichick would have called in a play and Tom Brady would have shook his head no, Belichick would have he would have called a timeout. Shit. Yeah, he would have lost his. He shit. He would have wasted a timeout to yeah. yell at Tom Brady. Yeah. I swear. He would yell at him real quietly. Oh, my mom, that's what would happen. Tom, what the fuck is your problem? You can't be doing that. I call the play. I run this shit here. He wouldn't have yelled, but he would have... He would have done it in a way that, like... He would have soft-spoken... That's that soft yell. Which is way fucking creepy. Um, He would have done it in a way so that the cameras didn't know that he was tearing into him. Yep. Because that's... Because he doesn't want any, like, flack. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't want the media knowing nothing, like... 
He doesn't answer questions. This shit's wild. But yeah, Tom, like, 20 years, almost 20 years with Bill, or 20 years with Bill Check, right? Yeah, 20. Yeah. 19, 20, either way. Treat him like a fucking child. And, like, we, and we've discussed this on almost every episode of this podcast, 17 now, that Tom Brady was like, uh, he was under Belichick's thumb. You know? Yeah. He was treated like he was a child the whole time. So for well, Tom I don't Brady's think it's not even to Tom come Brady. say that though. Just, I think that's just everybody. No, no, but I'm saying for but he, Tom Brady's proven himself. Oh Tom's yeah, proven himself. So for his trainer to come out and say exactly what we've been preaching, it just like it's the nail in the coffin that we you know everybody knows what it is. Well, He's I mean, just speaking the truth. Yeah, we I mean we've seen it with. Bilicek, like, dudes will get traded overnight, and you're like, why would you trade him? He's still, like, Dude, doing he, big things. He kept Stephon Gilmore, the fucking best corner in the game at that time, out of the Super Bowl. Benched him. Mm-hmm. Because he, it almost like he he threw that game. That's what it seemed like, you know? But he benched him on some bullshit, knowing that he was your best fucking defender. And what happened? Whoever they played that, I can't remember, it was a Kansas City... No, My, no, no, it was no because they Kansas City beat them, right? No, no, New England beat Kansas. Either way, they threw all over the fucking Patriots defense. If Stephon Gilmore would have been in, I think it was like a curfew thing or something. Something super. It was. Weird. It was something that was nothing. It was it nothing. Was, it, yeah, it was something super small that could have been dealt with a whole lot differently. Belichick's egotistical, really fucking egotistical, you know? Yeah, and so for. The co-founder of TB12 to be reaching out, well, not even reaching out, just blasting him like that. Hey, you know, seeing say that shit when they were in New England, though, huh? Facts, pussy. No, hey, <laughs> little baby back boop. Right. But yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't Tom Brady on his shit this time, but and then, um, as most of us have heard. Rob Gronkowski on Monday Night Football said that yes, he fucking comedy didn't. He doesn't watch any film, and he just lets uh, Brady tell him who will be guarding him that week. Yeah, which and that then, was when he was with Eli or Peyton. Right? He was talking to Eli because Peyton and Eli both had their own show or whatever. They were they the seg- they did segment. segment on Monday Night, yeah, and he literally told them that, and then. Now he's backtracking, saying it was um, just a joke. He was in a funny mood, was just blah, blah, blah. And he does watch a lot of films so much that it pisses his girlfriend off. And she gets mad at him for watching as much film as he does. And I'm like... And then I I go back to his... um, The supposedly... When they had to do Zoom trainings. Oh, no, that's not supposedly. He came out and said it. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is like... Can't so say supposedly. He, for Zoom trainings, he would... They were supposed to, like, send videos of them working out. This is during the height of COVID when the team couldn't practice together. And so what he would do is, like, on Monday, <laughs> he would work out and he would switch clothes... Throughout the workout. Throughout the workout. And then send <laughs> these things... Different uh, days, so that he would only have to work out once. one day a week. <laughs> this dude's hey, work smarter, not harder. So, and like we said 
before we started recording. If, let's say if... It was Malcolm Butler that was benched by Belichick, oh. mind you. I fucked that up, but sorry. Um, if Rob Gronkowski doesn't watch film and he has the success that he's having in his career... Yeah. What, what the fuck does it matter? Yeah, what's the problem? If dude was dropping passes and didn't know coverages and couldn't catch the ball and couldn't get open... On some Jamarcus Russell shit. That makes... Like, here's the fucking... Hey, we need you to watch these plays. Let us know how they are. But they ain't nothing on the DVD. Yeah. And they come back and talk about them? Like, they, do you watch yeah. some shit? Put, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they put the blank DVD in there and asked him, Did you watch it? Yep. Oh, yeah. The coverages. Yeah. And so, like... If you were on that shit, I see where people get mad. Yeah, but like, if, like legit, if and we we are we know Tom Brady watches tapes on tapes on tape. That that motherfucker to be you to be have to at, at this age. And um, mind you, he said he can play till he's fifty. He thinks he can. Yeah, I think he can. And so the I'll thing is, ice cream, huh? if if we found out that Tom Brady in his whole pro career didn't watch a single minute of film. Mm-hmm. Everybody be like, oh my god, he never watched... Who the fuck cares? Right. How many Super Bowls has he won? Seven. Went to ten. Won seven. Obviously, He's ob- better than LeBron James, and they call him the fucking king. Obviously, Tom Brady and all really yeah. great quarterbacks yeah. watch so much film that it's ridiculous. You have to. You have to dissect shit. Um, but, how can you get, like... And it... Whether Gronk was being funny or truthful or whatever. I think, he, I think he was truthful, bro. Honestly, I think he was being pretty truthful. He's honest then, to a fault. And then he got so much shit the that he was just like... And he went Trump mode, did he not? I watched film. I watched all the film. I watched so much film that it's crazy. It's over the top amount of film. He, dude, like, his explanation, like, my girlfriend gets mad at me because I she talked about I'm gone all day. Throws things at me. Throws things at me. I'm like, whoa, bro, like, he needs some help. Yeah, you're you're over fucking (laughs) selling it, dude. Um, And so, like I said, I doubt that he's never watched film. Oh, yeah, but he probably doesn't at this age. He doesn't need to. Well, at this this point point in his career. I think that he doesn't go, and this is my opinion on what he said, he doesn't go out of his way to watch extra film. Because you can't tell me that when he's been in position meetings that they don't make him watch film. Not only that, but if you're quarterback is Tom Brady and he's calls in the play and you have a route to run and you know that it, if you get open it's to you you see you're open you turn your head over your shoulder and the ball's there like yeah. what fucking what do you have to watch especially because Tom Brady and Gronk have a that connection they have like connection. a telepathic connection and not only that but Gronk's been in the league for so long that most of these people that are covering him or he's a tight end you don't get the same coverage every play it's not like your number one wide receiver your number one corner is going to yeah. follow, you know? So he knows the Jits. He knows he can read a defense, see if it's a 3-4, nickel, whatever it may be. There's, you know what there's no way he got this far and this successful without being able to. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, and if, if he's watched zero film, then he's just he's good-minded. He's with, Rain Man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But if he's watched film and he doesn't need to, it is what it is. But for people to get mad and drag him for it, like, shut the fuck up. I didn't hear you anybody dragging Shohei for not hitting BP. Right? Show, yeah, no. Practice? Who needs practice? 
But I'm always going to be running around yelling practice even more now after right. all this bullshit. But speaking on, on, on football and Gronk, because everybody knows Gronk likes to party, uh, shout out to Portland State University's coach, their football coach. What's his name? I have it pulled up. Let me see. I got to give this guy a fucking salute, though. This guy's a beast. Uh, Bruce Barnum picks up a $14,448 beer tab for fans at Vikings game against Western Oregon. So... This dude's a fucking legend. So my question is... Because, like, when you go to a game, you don't run up a tab. Like, I can't tell the beer vendor, hey, bro, start my tab. Unless you're the coach. Did he... Well, no, no. So what I'm saying, did he, before the game, go to the beer people or whatever and say, look, don't tell nobody, but... All the beer this game is on me. But would it be all the beer? With all, I mean, $14,488 doesn't seem like... For, for, for the level of football that they're playing... They're, for a whole stadium, though? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how can they... I, I'm, I, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Well, and that's the thing is... That school, what is it? You say Portland State? Yeah, I'm looking up to see where they're they like fit. Division three, four. Like they, they're down NAIA. Like they're not. I'm, I'm trying to see which, right now. I'm still. That's what I'm saying. So the, like you can't run up. Um, you know what I mean? They, like unless there's like a he paid for all the home fans or something or yeah, probably. But either way, like. Holy oh no! It's a fucking gangster ass move. G is shit. They're in the seventh in the Big Sky Conference. Big Sky isn't that might be division. No, there's no way that's division one. I don't know. No, I, I wouldn't think so either. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, I'm trying to figure it out. Let me see. <clears throat> I'm on their Wikipedia. Um, they're in the FCS. They're oh yeah. Oh, they, division oh. one. Yeah, no. subdivision. Yeah. Oh, they compete in NCAA Division One Football Championship Subdivision, FCS. And so F- FBS is like Division One, Bama, those guys. Like gotcha, the big names. gotcha. FCS is like... Division Two or, or low it's Division It's lower. One. FCS is like a subdivision. It's weird. Um, yeah, it says Division One FCS. Yeah, these are, these are the teams that they like... So they're technically Division One, but it's a subdivision where they're like, it's like trash Division One. Yeah, they got Eastern Washington University, like Sac State, because Sac State's considered Division One. So University of Idaho, Idaho, University of Idaho, Idaho State, University of Montana, Montana State, Northern Arizona, uh, Northern Colorado, Portland State, California State, which is CSU, Sacramento. Southern Utah University and Weber State Ogden, and that's where Damian Lillard went for basketball. But that's crazy. But either either way, the point of the story is this motherfucker picked up the tab for beer at the game. Spent fourteen thousand, fourteen almost fourteen and a half thousand dollars. That's wild. There's more to the story. So he offered by the beers for fans who came out to see his Vikings take on Western Oregon at the Hillsborough Stadium. So that's so obviously, he, that's obviously an interstate... Con, like a, it's so a, did he... So it was an away game. Yeah. Uh, oh, so... So he paid for all of the, the, the his, beers of the... 
people that traveled to the away game. And they spent $14,500. Bro, but tell me right now if Shasta College said, hey, any people who rock Shasta College gear. There's only 3,124 fans there. Mind you, this is an away game. Yes. How many, dude? Me and you, who we were talking earlier, we could put back about that much. No, I'm kidding. Well, that's what I'm saying. If 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 something went out and said, "Hey, Shasta College, if you if you go support us against Butte," um, I got I got the tab. Yeah. Like if the coach of Shasta College said that, I'm buying a fucking Shasta hat and traveling. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. got to cruise, right? And we, and people are about to try to put down as much as they can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, if someone said... I'm going to be over there like, hey, bro, what's my tab at? <laughs> what's the coach's tab at? The receipt he tweeted showed the final breakdown at Barney's Beer Garden as 786 Deschutes Fresh Squeezed IPAs and 1,260 Coors Lights. The fuck? Only, that must be the only two beers they sell there, I guess. Probably. I'm guessing. For that for that small of a like, stadium and school, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, more than two... Thousand beers later, yeah, that's crazy. Hey, respect, Tony. Shout out How? to Bar- Coach Barnum. But but the thing is, that coaching level, you know, he's not making, like he's making decent money. Obviously, I mean, if you're talking about Sabins and people like in, in FCS or FBS or whatnot, they're making millions per season. This they, guy's probably making hundred th- at least a hundred thousand. I'll look up his net worth, but if they have it, but. Yeah, that's just wild. I just wanted to touch on that. He he's a true hero. Facts, bro. I'm not I'm not mad at. Him. I'm just no, saying like, for him. All. So that's what I'm saying. But for for Nick Saban to spend fourteen thousand, oh, that's is, that's pennies. But for that guy to be like, hey, I'm about to just drop fifteen k. They got the win. They pulled the W out. That might have helped. Hey. hey, get your if your fans are traveling, get them drunk, get them fucked up. They're louder than the home fans. That shit works, hey, right? You know what I'm saying? So. It is what it is. But I, I, you know, talking about football and Gronk. Yeah. You know, Gronk being a fucking party animal. We had to jump on that. Hey, so. I saw, but speaking of Gronk, you know how they, there was that whole spiel about the Lombardi trophy being thrown from one boat to the other? Yeah, oh, I watched a whole video on that. Go ahead, though. I legit just saw something, and the whole Gronk party thing reminded me of it. The Lombardi trophy can float. Uh-huh. Yep. That's, Yeah. So, That's the video I watched. So but he didn't know that, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I mean, when, when has it ever been on the water? No. Well, so they said I watched the thing with the jewel. I can't remember the if, if it's Tiffany's that makes it's a big jewelry company. Yeah. They said that there were so many questions after that happened about what happened if it would have hit the water. So the jewelry company that made it, and I want to say Tiffany's, but I could be wrong. They said, "Fuck it, we want to know too." So they made the exact replica. I mean, they make them, and they put it in a big-ass barrel of water to see what would happen. It is Tiffany. Is it? Okay, Tiffany. So I know Tiffany's makes the the, um, the World Series, the pennant also. But um, so they, they put it in some water after making it, and the bottom is solid, but the football that sits on top is not completely. So That would be so heavy if that was solid as fuck? Not solid, like solid silver or whatnot. It's... You know but, what I'm saying? But it, the, the football on top is buoyant, so it floats. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, well, no, what I'm saying is that football on top was just solid, like, oh, yeah. silver. Yeah. Like, that would be so fucking heavy. 
Oh, I think they said actually the 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 bottom, the base of it, fills up with water a little bit, but the top is hollow, so it's buoyant. So I'm trying. I'm, I'm... Yeah, and Tiffany, they have made every single Lombardi Trophy since Super Bowl one. Yeah, and same with the. I'm pretty sure the 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 pen. I know they make the pennant for the World Series. Yeah, but I don't know if it's been since they won. So I'm reading more into the Portland State's Bruce Barnum coach. Kenley admits free beer promotion spiral out of control. And uh, <laughs> he said, "I can only finally imagine." Said uh, Bruce Barnum has drawn international attention for his gesture to buy beer. For any fan who came to his uh, team's game against Western Oregon, the idea came to light on a local podcast when Barnum, who goes by the nickname Barney, would buy fans beer for the entire game. He and added, "I'm not buying your ticket, but I'll buy your beer." Barnum told John Canzano on the BFT podcast. When asked how many beers he'd be willing to buy, the 57-year-old coach said, all of them. He must have been drunk on the podcast. That's some shit we would do. Right? He said, how many beers? <laughs> it, yep. turned, it turned out to be a wild success. <laughs> As Portland State beat Division II Western Oregon 21-7 to on Saturday and Barnum paid for 2,064 beers at a cost of $14,488. Since it went off... He's heard from coaches around the country, from Montana to Hawaii, and even his brother in Tokyo. Portland State reported 3,124 tickets. Oh, so the stadium was bigger than that. It wasn't the capacity. That's how many tickets of the his his, his team's mm-hmm. fans traveled. Yeah. 3,124 of these motherfuckers said were in. Hey, free beer? Oh, wow. They probably they fucking probably rented a party bus and went, bro. It's more than a month's salary. Like you said, I don't get paid like them, but I get paid so much more than my staff. I don't feel guilty. Hey, that's a legend. He said, I think the I'm the lowest in the conference. What I decided on was the highest paycheck I could get without bonuses. I get the same as other big sky coaches. I just don't have that side here. But he might not have to foot the whole bill in the end. The brass is... Uh, talking about doing du- going Dutch with me, which I would love. Seventy two hundred is a lot better than fourteen four. He said, but I wasn't going to do it and then go. Who the hell's paying for this? That wouldn't be right. Anyways, hey, salute, salute, Barney. Hey, so you know, so we're about right. If he I would love to go to his fucking school. Right. So if fourteen k is more than a month, yeah, he rakes right around a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Maybe a little bit more, one hundred twenty. Ish. Yeah, 140 maybe. But yeah, yeah. So he's getting paid. Good, hey, dope that the the top dogs over there are about to try to split it with him. The now. sponsors, the, the alums, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. I mean, if it was a bigger school, they would probably just cover it. But it's a division if two. If it was a bigger school, it would cost more money too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're, no, you're right. <laughs> Nick Saban said, "Hey, roll tie, baby, let's go." L- hey, if you ride to LSU with us. I'll buy all your beards. Or Mississippi State versus Mississippi. Like, that's a huge thing. Imagine how much <laughs> But Saban gets paid tenfold what he gets paid. And if the brass went Dutch because it's so much, it'd probably even out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know, but just imagine but yo, that. God, God. They wouldn't have enough beer in the stadium. Fuck, if it was free. <laughs> I mean, you and I both DJed at the local bar slash club here and there was a time where we got free drinks oh yeah we drank and we're not light we 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 are heavy hitters and we drank our weight in alcohol 
Oh, so the yeah. point that we would fucking play hot potato with the keys on who had to drive. <laughs> yeah, like a long time ago, you know, shitty, you know, dumb, dumb, young punk days. But yeah, so uh, you can't do an open tab with us. It's all bad. Well, well, and then it's, like think about we'll college drink you kids bankrupt. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, party in college kids, especially Jesus. like. Well, let's be, I I remember when I was early twenties, I could drink till five a.m. Fucking trashed wake up at 8 and not have a hangover and start drinking again all day and, and keep going. Now, dude, I drink fucking a six-pack and the next day I'm like, oh, Six-pack of White Claw. Yeah, no, I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. I don't drink White Claw. I drink my Bud Light. My, it's probably worse. But yeah, so I might as well. Yeah, I drink White Claw. Fuck that. That's what <laughs> I drink Bud Light and Patron. Eat my ass. <laughs> I mean, White Claws. Probably the percentage is higher, though. Not These, that much. These are only like 4.2. White Claw's like 5. 5.5. Five, five, five. Five. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, White Claw gets you fucked up. Faster. I mean, if you off percentage, wine's probably the fucking yeah, oh, yeah. wine's percentage. Well, especially if it's E40. Mango Scotto and fucking that shit. Like yeah. 15, 20%. That's liquor. That's liquor in wine form. That's crazy. But, uh, yeah, moving on to what? What do you want to talk about? Um, Just real quick touch on the the NHL guy we talked about. I don't even know what episode it was in. Oh, God, like episode four or five, maybe? Evander Kane. Uh, for the jog- San Jose Sharks. Yeah, for jog everybody's memory, his wife had made some allegations that he was gambling on game- NHL games. Um, the NHL has completed its investigation. They've had an outside... Uh, uh, the investigation Entity. was conducted by Patterson... Bellcap, Webb, and Tyler um, in junction with the NHL. Um, and they have considered it closed and there is literally no evidence yeah. whatsoever. It's a scorned wife. So she said he was only betting on hockey games, but his own hockey games. Yeah, and, and now throw games. And, and now the allegations have turned, not just from that, but they're, now she's saying that he had sexually and physically abused her. And I'm not, those allegedly, I'm not saying he did or didn't. I'm just, you know, reporting what I read earlier. Yeah. If he did, piece of shit. If he didn't, scorned wife. You know, like we talked about earlier, you know, you break with, like, you could be with your girlfriend or whatever, and you're the man, biggest dick, blah, 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 best she's ever had. And as soon as you break up, you're a little dick having... Minuteman, you know what I'm saying? Like you said earlier about the dad bod reference, that's probably more PG. But tell them that one. Oh yeah, where chicks? I saw a meme where they're like, chicks are into dad bods because that's like the thing that everybody talks about now. Until you're, until you get in an argument and you're a fat piece of shit, need to hit the gym, like all these kind of things. See, mine was like R-rated, X-rated. Yours was PG-13. And uh, so yeah, so obviously there's something going on there. And, and we're not saying that she's lying on that aspect of it. I mean, well, but the in, the outside entity is saying that the, it doesn't stand. Yeah, so the NHL looked into it, and then they paid someone else to look into it, and there's they're literally saying, not that there's inconclusive, it literally says no evidence. Yeah, and the NHL would want to be the one, they'd want to sniff that out as soon as they could. So if they investigated and had somebody else, an outside party investigate, then they're pretty comfortable because he's not getting... He's not losing his fucking job. He's not getting fined, suspended. It's just a, a scorned ex, in their opinion, kind of thing. You at know? least, at least with the 
the yeah, betting the, side. The, of yeah, it. the cheating, betting, whatever you call it. So the yeah. other, it's the just, other is yet to come on the other. It's side. just weird that the other allegations just popped up. And as again, this one was shut down. Again, as we said, if if he did it, piece of shit deserves what's coming. But if it's one of those things where, and I've seen it with people like in real, like in my real life, where like they're just mm. trying to get something to stick. Yeah. So they just keep coming up with something different. You throw shit at the wall and see what see what sticks. They're like, she's like, well, he was cheating in the NHL. Oh, that didn't work. What else can I try next? And it's fucked up that that happens. But. And like I said, if he did it, he'd throw the book at the motherfucker. Absolutely. Right? And Same they, thing with Trevor Bauer. If Trevor Bauer ends up, like, throw the fucking book at him, too. Right, for the Dodgers. The yeah. Accused of sexual assault and abuse. And, and and I don't know if it makes a difference or not, and I'm going to bring this up, and it might sound stupid, but Evander Kane is a African-American, African-American player. His wife is, is white. So, you know, allegations like that, could be real detrimental in, in in our times, you know? Like, our times are getting a lot better and, and, and more understanding and, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't know the word I'm looking for, but there's more unity now than there, there has been in the past. But we're still in fucked up times uh, with race. And for any white woman to claim anything on a black man could be real detrimental not only for the career but for their life you know and i'm just speaking how i how i see it and and i'm not saying my opinion is is the opinion of big mike and i'm not saying it is or isn't and i don't expect him to speak on it but it's just how i feel about it you know so shit's just fucked up all throughout the world and and it, it is what it is so um but yeah enough with that situation you want to you know Condolences or not condolences. Shout out to JJ Reddick who just re announced his retirement after 15 years in the league. Yeah, JJ, um, he's making the decision. Not not that he didn't have teams that wanted him. He's just decided. He his exact words is, "I want to be there to be a dad." And let's go. Let's go. Because he has two little boys. They're they're not babies. They're yeah, they're like young. Elementary school kids. But he's matured a lot, obviously. Yeah. And, I mean, he's been around for 15 years, and for a guy who didn't play defense a fucking game in his life. <laughs> a l- hey, Lamella respect. Ball in high school. Lamella respect, Ball in high school. Homie. I just, I can't believe he's been in the league for 15. When when I seen this this article come up, and I sent it to you on, like, Facebook Messenger, and you you messaged me back, and you're like, dude, I was just about to send you the same thing. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I can't believe he lasted in, in the NBA 15 years. You're like, well, I was just saying two, the same shit. There's two things. Like, one, I can't believe that it's already been yeah. 15 years. Yeah, it doesn't seem that long. And then two, I just didn't, and I, I still don't see how his play style lent him to be <clears throat> 15 years in the league. But, yeah, he was... And, and I mean, it's one of those things we get back to the whole... Um, white Mamba shit. J.J. Redick is way better than I ever was yeah. or ever will be. Both of us, yeah. But I'm sitting here critiquing it as, like, I saw it. He's, he's a one-trick pony, in my opinion. Yeah. But and he's not the only guy that ever lasted like that. Mike Miller lasted like that. I mean, he has championships. Yeah. With LeBron, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as a one-trick shooter, that's all he was. He didn't play defense. 
The Kyle Corver kind of. Yeah. Type of shit. And it is what it is, but respect. Yeah. You made the right. I mean, if if that's really why you're retiring is to be with your family and be a dad, I respect that too. Um, enjoy retirement. Call Marshawn and say, get your chicken. Get your chicken. He got it. He stacked his bread and retired. They more power to him. He didn't get pushed out the league. He had teams that wanted him. He, excuse me, he left on his own terms. And that's the thing is he's he's a consistent shooter. So any team is gonna want a consistent shooter to come off the bench. You know who wasn't? Aaron Hernandez. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get, had to throw that out there. But yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, respect to JJ Redick and. Uh, you know, hopefully you have a good retirement and find peace and all that stuff that comes along with Don't it. Don't be coming out of retirement, though. Right. Nobody wants you anymore. <laughs> Anyways, what are we jumping to next? Um, we can talk about some baseball stuff. Okay. We can do that. Um, the White Sox clinched their division for the first time since 2008. Jeez. Um <clears throat> They're not going to win a World Series, but... No, the Giants are, but... GG on know, that. It is, um, it is what it is. So, well, speaking of the Giants, as of right now, the, they're leading, but they're only ahead by one Not game. just leading the division, leading the whole league. They well, have been. And the crazy thing about <clears throat> that... We've been running away with the... We, we've been leading... We, as in Big Mike and myself, are Giants fans. Yeah. We've been leading the league since around the halfway mark. Well, and that's the craziest thing is... To have the Giants only one game ahead of the Dodgers, which means that yeah. two of the best records are in the same division. division. Yeah. And that means, with nine games left, that whoever ends up winning the division, obviously, whoever loses that division, will have one of the highest win records ever to be stuck in a wild card game. A wild card, yeah, a playoff game. It's going to be the Dodgers. It's not going to be the Giants. The Giants are going to win. And so there's like nine games left. So. Giants are winning the World Series. We're getting another chip, bro. I'm just telling you right now. So, you know, there's going to be that Tiffany's pennant with all the little flag posts on it that we already have three of. And then I've actually taken pictures with. Hey. Been to Giants games around them. They went on tour. Me and the kids got pictures with them. But yeah, Giants are gonna win it. So this is what the schedule. So they don't play each other the rest of the way. So there's no way that that's gonna sway. There'll be no tiebreaker. Um, so the Giants play a three-game series against the Rockies on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Which we've swept most in one, two, or three usually. Um, and then on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they play a three-game series against the Diamondbacks. It's all their division, Arizona. And then October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd will be the last three games, and it'll be Padres. Which we've done really good against all three of those teams. And what about the, the Frodgers? Um, I'm pulling that up right now, but um, well, they, their three-game series coming up this weekend is against the Diamondbacks. Okay. They're, yeah, they're going to they're gonna finish their season out with the same three. No. No. Um, Two out of the three, yes. Okay. And then their Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday series is against the Padres. Gotcha. And then their final three games. Let's go, Tatis. 
hit those shits against the Dodgers, not the Giants. Right, Manny Machado out there. Yep. Um, and then their final three games on October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd will be against the Brewers. The Brewers are going to take them. The Brewers, um, they almost, they took the lead of the series from us, and then we won it right back the next night. The Brewers actually have some fucking heat. So, we'll see how it goes, because out of the, I'm looking at this, the last six games the Padres have played against the Giants, it's three and three. We've split it 50-50, so. Yeah, well, we'll get it. I think it's going to come down to those that last series. Oh, one million percent. Yes, one million percent. But I have faith. I have faith. But carrying on from that, what about Toronto, the Blue Jays pitcher, banned for three games? Oh, yeah, man. He. So I brought the subject up earlier, but you had already seen the predecessor. What led up to that situation? So you yeah. So um, essentially. The Blue Jays pitcher, did you, you had his name, I thought. No, no, I'm looking up or get it back right now. Go ahead. Um, Blue Jays pitcher threw at the the bat the batter, and the reasoning 93 93 mile an hour fastball right in the back. And well, the batter for he, he hit turned, the back, he, he had to back. turn. Yeah, he did. Um, and that's um. Charlie Montoyo is the pitcher for the Blue Jays. So Charlie had taken offense to, um, what was his name? It's at the top in the headline right there. <clears throat> it's I can't even pronounce that name. Yeah, it's let me see. Ryan Borchiks. Bor Borchik or something like that. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Oh, Borchik, no, that's their um, manager. Oh, okay, gotcha. He struck the back of Ray's center fielder, Kevin Kymer. Kymer? Yeah, Kymer. Kymer. Um, and it's all because their last game they played, Kymer slid into home and was safe. Yeah, he beat the throw. And as that happened, it was like the catcher caught it, and there was like kind of like, a little bit of like not a collision, but there was a little commotion at home. Yeah, where he like went to tripped tag. up, and and so but um, the catcher had walked off. Yeah, the catcher like had like when he tagged, he like stepped over him and stumbled. Went to the dugout because it was the third out. Well, he was safe at home. Mm. And so I think when he when he swiped at him, you know how like he was in the way and he tried to take a step, yeah. so he had to like step over him gotcha. and like, walk okay, over. That makes sense. So he didn't fall and look like an idiot on national television. Kind of did either way, you know. Um, yeah. And so, for those of you who don't know, pitchers and catchers have a game plan for each batter. And a lot of catchers have, um, like, a piece of paper or something, whether it's in their pocket or... Like how quarterbacks have an arm thing on that shows plays they can Velcro back. Yeah, but in baseball, it's literally, like, like he had a wrist band on. A sweatband, yeah. And the piece of paper was folded up underneath it. Yeah. And I guess in like the when he tagged or whatever happened, it fell out. Yeah. And so Kai Meyer mm-hmm. looked down. He was laying on his side. Sees it, grabs it, and just walks back to the dugout. Yeah, kind of concealing it. 
And I guess when the when the Blue Jays asked for it back, he, he said, refused. "Nope." Yeah, it's so he he got the opposing catcher the team's game plan, plan. yeah, for that day. And and it's not a rule like you can't. It's not a rule that you can't do what he did. I mean, it's now just, he'd have walked up and like yeah, snatched it from the his wristband. But it, it shit hit the ground. He picked it up and walked off with it. Like, there's not a rule. You know what I'm saying? No, Say, there's no. Literally, there's no rule in the rule book that says he has yeah. to give the paper back. Yeah, uh, but it's a, one of those unwritten. It's one of those unwritten rules yeah. in baseball or a moral thing that they, yeah. that's what they want to argue is that it morally he should have given it back to be a good Fuck sport. That. <laughs> Bro, okay, I can understand like if you're playing little league or yeah. high school or something. Being a good sport, bro. We at it. We're at the major league level. Mm-hmm. That piece of paper gives you an advantage to beat me. And if you beat me, I can lose my contract. You know what I'm saying? Or not make the playoffs. Exactly. Like, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, my bonuses. You know, or resigned. So if you drop it and I pick it up, that's on you, Pimp. Honestly, I probably would. Like, yeah, if they want to make a big stink of it, I would have just ripped that bitch up. Yeah. And been like, well, now y'all don't know your game plan either. Right. Like, fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, that's just me, though. Like, the, at that level, having the slightest edge legally, yeah, legally. not Astros. Not beating on trash cans the, or a wire connected to your chest. Or a camera watching signals, yeah. relaying yeah. shit. Like, legally, the best advantage you can give yourself legally at that level, mm-hmm. especially this late in the season mm-hmm. when playoffs are two weeks away, yep. more high five. Yep. So the re- it's not even the starting pitcher either. Yeah, the a, a relief pitcher from the Blue Jays took it upon himself. Well, I don't know about upon himself. Right, he could have uh, been told to do it. But it's just one of those unspoken rules like you pissed us off. We're going to yeah. hit you. Yeah. And it was the next time they faced each other. I don't even yeah. think it was like the next day. I think there had been other games in between. It, it, if if there was a game in between, it was only one. Oh, okay. It wasn't that long. Yeah. Um, he hit him with a 93 mile an hour, bro. That fucking hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, he got hit and he said he just <clears throat> took it like a champ. Well, what and I fucked about? him and, and, and the catcher, somebody was holding him like... Like, don't do it. He was just staring. He was eye-fucking the, uh, the, ca- the pitcher. Well, and that's like we talked about last episode of the episode before. Like, in baseball, they always tell you if you get hit, you don't act like it hurt and you don't rub it. Because you don't want them to know that it affected you in and any no way. no crying in baseball. And so, and then the benches cleared for they their, their yeah. baseball brawl, which is a bunch of dudes shoving each other 90% of the time. Yeah, if that. Usually it's just talking with fingers and faces. And so... It's that tradition. You gotta put on a theatrics. You gotta jump up for the homies. Yeah, you gotta put on a show. If you're in hockey, you actually get down where you stand or skate at. You know what I'm saying? You either get down or you don't. Like, there's yeah. guys who get down and there's guys who are just like, Nope, never mind, I don't wanna fight this guy. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so they turtle. Right. Because <laughs> as soon as it hits the ice, it's done. Yeah, you have to. But yeah, so... Don't want one of them skates catching you. But the crazy thing is that, that pitcher got uh, he got ejected from the game, and the MLB thought that was enough and banned him for three games. So he's not getting three more game checks. Which for a reliever, he's not a huge name. I don't know how much it can be. It is what it is. So 
So yeah, and then on, still on the baseball topic, um, talked about uh, ML or MVPs last time. Mm-hmm. Looked it up again. They did a preliminary. Um, MLB.com did a preliminary vote. And we're, I, we're thinking American League and, and National League. It should be Shohei Otano. Did I pronounce it? Otane. Otone. And then um, Fernando Tatis. Is it Fernando Tatis? Um, it's Tatis Jr. Yes. It's Tatis. Those, those should be the American League and National it's League. It's Fernando Tatis. Okay. The, yeah, those should be the two MVPs because, like Big told you last week, they do an American League and National League. Like, the NFL would be... Um, Nash, uh, NFC and AFC, you know? Yeah, so um, Shohei is still in first place for the American League. When they did the first initial like vote in August, he had 90% of the first place votes. Now he only has 78%. So the, his margin is narrowing over Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but I think that Shohei will hold off just because of his two-way abilities. Um, And then for National League, right now, in this preliminary vote, this has nothing to do with the actual results, um, Bryce Harper's actually leading over uh, Tatis by a significant amount of votes. Um, Which I don't see how, but... And that's... How many MVPs is doesn't he have two already? At least. I think Harper has. Um, it would be the oh second no so he has one. I thought he had two already. He was he won the NL MVP in 2015. So this would be his second MVP. And Tatis is young. Yeah, he's 22. Like what second year in? Yeah. Tatis is young. Um, but yeah, so there's been a shakeup on the list. On, well, the unofficial list for MVP voting in the NL. Yeah, and then it, Juan Soto is the third. Um, he has one vote for first in the NL, so the chance of him... That's harsh. I'd be like, why even give me one? Right? Like, <laughs> fuck out of here. Right? But like, when you, when you guys got... When you got guys like Bryce Harper and Tatis, like... And Otani. Oh, yeah, you're talking about his... His debut. He got your conference or whatever. You're like, you know you're not winning. Yeah, so don't even give me one. Like, it must have been been that one, you know, because media, right? Yeah. must have been that one female reporter that he banged. (laughs) Gave her some good, good... And she was like, ah, I'll throw it. Or it's just the beat writer from his town. Yeah, true. I I think it was funnier with what I went with, but, you know what I'm saying? Some good wood, but... No. So, but you know you're probably right. <laughs> I'm just trying to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm assuming that's probably the beat writer from his team or whatever, because that's what they use the vote. They have all the team writers vote or some shit. Yeah, that's crazy. If you got none from a city, you <laughs> fucked up. Your city's just like, nah, fuck your couch, bro. Right. Fuck it. Should have never, never gave y'all money. Um, what are we on to next? What about Tom Brady called the league soft? Just saying that the ticky tacky calls, and he's been real. He's been an ad, uh, uh, advocate for defense against you know referees. And I think that that comes more from like his comment that we talked about a while back is that the league is bailing out 
quarterbacks. Yeah. And I think it's him saying, like, look, stop making these mediocre quarterbacks look better than they are because you're bailing them out. Yeah. And I, By and doing these hitting penalties and all these penalties that defensive pass interference that is, shouldn't be called in Tom Brady's opinion. Um, I feel like he thinks that it's making his position that he's put so much time and effort into yeah. easier to play. Yeah, and what I was thinking too is maybe he's sick of getting criticism about, oh, you're only here because, you know, you get all these calls. You, yeah. You can only play this long. You know, because there's always like the doubt. I was a doubter of Tom Brady, I'm not going to lie, for so long, up until since he left Green, or uh, Green Bay, since he left New England. I was like, fuck a Tom Brady, fuck. And, and now I'm like, He's not that system quarterback. Like, damn, he really is the GOAT. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe he's, like, sick of hearing all the bullshit from the haters, too. Like, oh, you're soft, and you get all these calls, and if you don't, you flip out. Maybe that's his way of being like, no, like, let him play. I'm sick of being called soft. You know, I don't know. Well, and that's the thing is, like, yeah, everybody calls him soft, but he played before all these, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's fucking played for 20, 20, 22 years now. Yeah, he's, he's getting forty four. Yeah, he's getting up there. Um, I think he got drafted when he was twenty, but he he didn't start. Didn't take him very long. Bledsoe got hurt. No, yeah, Bledsoe got hurt, and then Bledsoe came to the Cowboys, and he got hurt, and then Tony Romo started. And, you know, Bledsoe was just he was he Bledsoe was amazing. Yeah, but he ended up getting to the end of his career, and he that just, shit happened. Yeah, that happens sometimes. You just get a little fragile at the end. Absolutely. But uh, OBJ Odell Beckham Jr. Um, had his ACL blown out right last season. Yeah. And they're saying that he's slated to come back probably this week. So that'll be, you know, I think Jarvis Landry is injured at the moment, but it'd be nice to see them both together, even though last time I saw them both together, it was against the Cowboys last season. And we had the win, and then there was a fucking trick play, and OBJ ran it on us and won the game, and I was pretty upset. But, yeah, so... It's, it's weird with OBJ and Jarvis. One of them's injured, one of them's healthy. Kind of well, thing. and that's the thing is, like, they're college teammates, and that's, so they were trying college to rekindle. You. They were trying to rekindle some of that, and it's hard to rekindle that when y'all aren't on the field at the same time. Well, and OBJ said that uh, they're best friends, too. Oh, yeah, Jarvis, they're super tight. Jarvis taught him the one-handed catch. So that one-handed catch that... Uh, Odell's known for it was actually the thing that because makes of Jarvis him overrated as fuck. Absolutely, one million. No, percent. no disrespect to Odell, good receiver. Yeah, but borderline great. But that that catch, people yeah. started acting like he was going to be the next Jerry Rice yeah. and yeah, Randy Moss Tim and Brown all this and shit. shit. Yeah, and I'm like, catch was cool. <laughs> Antonio was, Brown's still way better. Catch was dope as a yeah. motherfucker. And they, but they still lost the game. But, but yeah. like, come on. Like, overhyped him like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. This shit blew up. When Victor Cruz was better than he was at that time. Oh, but facts. Bringing up Antonio Brown, he's on the COVID list, from what I understand. So he? he won't be playing this next week. Not saying that, well, against the Cowboys, he was a big factor. He was burning our fucking defensive backs. Yeah. But... Supposedly he's on the COVID list. Yeah, not supposedly. He is on the COVID list. So next week he won't be you know, playing with Tampa. As far as I'm aware, unless he has two negative tests within 24 hours. 
Um, Speaking of COVID and your Warriors, mm-hmm. um, Andrew Wiggins yep. is still saying no vaccine for him. Can't blame him. And so they're talking about his availability. And his future, probably, yeah. So. Well, and speaking of the fucking Warriors and Ben Simmons, who said he will not fucking... He's he's playing hooky from the Sixers. Won't even take their calls. I mean, his agents, whatever. They, they won't talk to the Sixers. Front office said he will never play a game again and, and dress as a Sixer. And all of a sudden, Joe Lakeup, which is one of two owners of the fucking Warriors, just got fined 50K for tampering about talking about a trade with for Ben Simmons. Well, that's the thing is... Well, I've been telling you big every fucking episode. The Warriors don't need Ben Simmons. Don't fucking bring him into... Well, and the crazy thing is to get tampering, you can't... It's not just talking about a trade. Yeah. He had to have been talking to uh, the agent or ben. or ben Simmons directly. Yeah. And the only reason I know this is because Magic Johnson got tampering uh, with LeBron, I believe, yeah. is who he got in yeah. trouble for tampering with. Yeah. And that's tough. Like, and it's, it's not for the owner, but for Magic, who's like, personally yeah. knows a lot of these guys because he was a player and mentors people and that yeah, kind of 100%. stuff. Yeah, um, It's easy. I think it would be easier for him to get away with tampering yeah. than... Than Joe Lickup. The owner of the Warriors. Who just knows his team. Oh, he knows other players. Don't get me wrong, but... He's not a player who yeah, exactly. is, like, friends with players. Yeah, exactly. And so for him to get tampering, that means he was talking to people mm-hmm. that he shouldn't have been talking yeah. to. Which means that the Warriors are a lot more interested than Ben Simmons than they've been leading on. Which is fucking horse shit. Don't bring... What are they going to trade? Kaminga? It would be like Kaminga, Wiggins, uh, and uh, who's the other draft? Or, or, um, oh my God, the other center we drafted last season. The the last draft. Uh, James, James Wiseman. Oh, or yeah. some shit like that. And another pick is what Philly wanted. But I watched something they earlier today. They want way today. too much for that motherfucker. Well, I watched something earlier today. It was a... They're going to have to have a come-down-to-earth moment or something. It was Steven Jackson, Matt Barr, and somebody else, I believe. And they were saying <clears throat> that Ben Simmons is a lot better than what he's put out to be right now. But the Sixers don't want him. They want to get rid of him. So they're fucking... Like, it, it's a, say it's a product they've built. And they're telling you, uh, or say it's say it's a Lamborghini. Like they even said, say it's a Lamborghini. And they're telling you this Lamborghini has this problem and this problem and this problem and this problem. So they're saying Ben Simmons has it. He can't shoot. He doesn't. Stay, he doesn't. He leaves early from practice. He's not, you know, a team player. Yeah. Just like, and they put it in like car form. Your Lamborghini has this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. It's it's garbage. But I want Lamborghini prices for it. They're, so they're destroying, and, 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 and they're saying that he's not that bad. They're, the Sixers organization are down-talking him on purpose because they don't want him there. But then they're turning around and saying, but you guys want him. You guys, you guys, you, you should want him. So give us, you know, prices for him yeah. being this caliber up here when he's way down here. But when they're saying that he's a great player, it's just his organization shitting on him. And then turning around trying to get fucking big numbers for him, which makes no sense. And the way they broke it down is ex-players who yeah. have been there, done that, seen all that. I'm like, damn. And they could be right. 
I'm, I mean, we all know he can't shoot, though. But they, but, yeah, well, they're saying his, his jump shot's broken, and this and that's what they were saying. They're like, it's not. They were saying that the reason he wasn't shooting is because he was afraid that he wasn't going to make it, so he's bringing his average down. And I'm not sitting here yeah, siding with the Ben. Yips. Yeah, the, oh, you don't say the yips. The, you don't say the, <laughs> the Y word. The Y word, don't do that. That's what is that? That's uh, a big no-no. Like, uh, was it um, superstition? You don't say yeah. the Y word. No. Anyways, I just I know that because I've been watching Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching season two of Ted Lasso, which is a great series, by the way. But, uh, anyways, but yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But speaking of shit, Christian McCaffrey left this the game tonight against the Texans around halftime. Yeah. Hamstring injury. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. For a guy that's explosive and quick like that, a hamstring injury, he's not going to be back quick. Yeah. Well, and and, and ham- if he does, it's just chance and aggravating it. Yeah, and hammies are like that for fast runners and shit. But yeah, because that fast twitch muscle is just yeah, Absolutely. in and out of cuts and like for a lot of us, like a pulled hamstring, like we could still do our job and be cool and yeah, be we're not uncomfortable, athletes. but that's oh, I can only imagine. When you have to fucking dig and run every oh, yeah. day, There's fast sprints, quick twitch, like cutting and digging your fucking leg. Oh god, yeah, don't no, fuck that. And we're just we're spitballing right now, just going fast, right? You you want to throw anything in there? Yeah, no, I'm pretty much got everything on my end. All right, real fast. Aaron Jones um, for the Packers Monday Night Football. I guess he wears uh, a chain around his neck with a a, fo- a black smaller football pendant, and it. it Contain some of his dad's ashes, and uh, during Monday Night Football, got lost in the end zone, and I guess he was pretty upset about that, which I would expect him to be. Yeah. And uh, my just real quick, yeah, my right. only thing is, I know it means a lot to him, and he wants to be able to wear it, <clears throat> but it's one of those things where it's like you knew the risk. Yeah. I know. I'm not downplaying that he should be sad about losing it. But wearing jewelry on, unless it's a kid to leave ripping it off your neck intentionally, yeah, you know that there's a potential. Yeah, well, and me and me and Scott, my my boss at work, we're talking about that uh, when this came up, and my whole thing is, so I have a, a necklace I wear ninety percent of my life if I'm not at work or if we're not podcasting, and my my father passed away, it came off of his neck, and it's something that just I wear. And it, it, it makes me feel that he's close with me, you know, mm-hmm. when I have it on. And with him, it's a football shape. I'm sure his dad probably trained him, was probably, oh, yeah. you know, coached him. And he probably wears it to keep his dad with him in the game. And that maybe he rubs it for support. But, and he, we brought up Akeem to leave because Scott had said, like, why even wear it? I get it, but maybe that's something that he feels he needs to. Oh, I get why he wears it, but I'm just saying, like... But, like, no, keep, like, uh, Crabtree, Michael Crabtree, wearing that gold chain. I don't know if there's significance or not. It didn't seem like didn't it. did he say something like his grandma or something? Oh, well, then that, it for him or? that would make sense. Then. But I know that, like, Deion Sanders, or Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders, whatever, back in the day, they would wear their, if they had a cross on their chain, they'd wear it, but they'd put a piece of medical tape, and they would tape the pendant down to their chest. So that chain was never exposed. Yeah. And I'm sure Aaron Jones has probably played with this. I don't know when his father passed, when he got it. But he's probably played with it every game. It's probably keeping close to his heart. It's probably his motivation. So I get it. But I understand what you're saying. You know what you're talking about, too? Yeah. Like, expect it to possibly happen. But 
the good the 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 good uh, ending on this uh, was that they found. They don't, yeah, they found, I'm one thousand percent happy so. that they found it. Like, yeah. So, but shout out to Aaron Jones. I understand. We get it. You know. And then real fast, um, New York Giants offensive lineman Nick Gates. Uh, he's been. Yeah, that was a gruesome injury. Yes. What, game one, he's an offensive guard or tackle. Yeah. Snapped his leg right in half. He had to have surgery. I, I seen that he, like the next day he was on a walker in the hospital, you know, in a gown and, and you know, cast on his leg. And he was walking, limping in with the walker, like something you'd see like an old folk use. And now they're saying that he could po- he possibly needs a second surgery. Or he Not possibly. He needs a second surgery, and it could possibly be career-ending. He was an undrafted free agent in 2018. He's played with the New York Giants since then. He's started 32 games. He's played, 32, played 32, started 19. 19. There you go. And so that's everything that I wanted to cover. Um, yeah, sounds good. Um, I think we're good. A I think speedy we're recovery, whether you get to play in the league again or not. Yeah, um, we're, we're helping the best for you, Nick Gates. I mean, if there's guys out here who almost died on kickoffs. Oh, yeah. Um, Eric Berry beat cancer to come back. So, yeah, I mean, it's possible. Hmm. Alex Smith, that leg injury. Yeah, that leg infection, injury. infection, infection. Did you know that I watched the whole interview? I watched the whole interview with him, but did you know that they actually took him to the um, a military hospital because he was playing for the Washington football team? Yeah. So he was in D.C. They took him to a military hospital and got him treated there by, like, the top, top, top doctors and surgeons. Mm-hmm. And then usually NFL has their their doctors they go to. Yeah. But they it was so bad they went to the military. Where, so he was rehabbing, had surgery at a military hospital with veterans who had their legs blown off and shit like that. And it humbled him a lot. And he got an infection so bad that they almost, he almost died first off. And yeah. then they almost had to amputate. And they said he would probably never play again. And then he came back and he played, and he's hurt again, but not that injury. So. Yeah. But that's what I have. So Yeah, so like I said, speed recovery. I hope it all works out so you can suit back up, even if it is for the New York Giants. Yeah, and if not, hopefully you've stacked enough cash to where your family could be straight or you have endorsements enough that you can hold off. But, yeah. Man, that's... That's it. That's all I got for episode 17. Ooh, damn. Uh, episode 18 next week, if, you know, unless something happens. But um, for the Big and, Big, Big and Bliss podcast, signing out, right? Yep. Peace. Peace.